What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go? Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. Dennis is right. It's week zero in college football, and it kind of is a zero, isn't it? It's it's not much to write home about. <laughs> no, this is a very, very bad opening uh, week, uh, but it, at least we got some games. Uh, not much to them. It would have been nice if they could have got one of those uh, feature games next week. Could have got got that to be the big highlight game of the week because there's some good ones and what is officially week one which is next saturday but there is something to talk about and we're ready to go that's right there's gonna be 11 games coming up this week like i said it is week zero as dennis said as well uh you know last year nebraska played on week zero played at illinois and they got killed uh and this year they're playing again not at illinois but in ireland in dublin taking on Northwestern, so we will talk about that one a little bit. A couple other games we'll talk about. We'll kind of touch on the quote-unquote big three games. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of really, really bad ones uh, that we won't get into as well. So a lot going on there. We'll touch on horse racing for just a second. You brought it up. And, uh, uh, you know, big weekend coming up with the Travers. We had a good weekend last weekend as well. Uh, kind of your final thoughts on Nest and how she was on Saturday. Well, I, I – you know, we talked about it on the Doozy Bet Daily Show. I don't see any female in the country that can beat her uh, when she runs a race. You know, obviously it's horse racing. Stuff can happen. You know, doesn't come out of the gate, doesn't run well, at, whatever. There's always something in horse racing that can throw you off. But this horse is just so dominant. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't see anybody that can catch her. Uh, cause I thought secret oath ran as good as she possibly could and just got blown away. So uh, an overwhelming performance, uh, what, a, what an animal she is. And, uh, if they keep her on the female side, I don't think anybody's going to beat her the rest of the year. Yep. I'm with you on that one. Ness looked very, very good. Uh, no doubt about it. Just uh, a dominant performance over a secret oath who I thought ran a race and just, got beat by a better animal that day. And it's kind of, she's been that way up yeah. there this summer, obviously at Saratoga. Uh, of course, the Travers, like I said, it's coming up. You mentioned the dudes who bet daily show 11 and five last week as a team over 10 units for that show. So uh, if you like sports and horse racing, we do a little bit of both on that show. It's at 11 a.m. Central 12, uh, 12 noon on the East coast. And like I said, we've been doing really good. You were four and one. You really nailed it. The only loss was uh, the Mets on Saturday. You even hit that plus 144 of the Astros. You're hot in baseball right now. Yeah, it, you know, in baseball, and we might not talk about it just a little bit because yeah. it is winding down. And, uh, um, you know, I've got all this football in my mind here. Let's see if I can do, say this. I'll remember this off the top of my head. Let's look at the American League. Uh, the Yankees probably are going to win the East. They are fading a little bit, but I think they'll get things straightened out. And then you've got Houston in the West. Those two teams are a lock. You got a three three way uh, three team battle in the Central between Cleveland 
and the White Sox and the Twins. One of those teams will win the division. Uh, then you got a real battle in the American League for the uh, wild card spots with the Blue Jays and the Orioles and, and those two teams in the Central and Seattle out in the West. So we're winding things down there. It's, it'll really get – oh, I forgot Tampa Bay too. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a shot. So a lot of teams in the hunt in the American League. In the National League, we got a real battle in the East between the uh, Mets and the Braves. And whichever team wins, of course, wins the division. The other one's going to be a wild card. It's their cinch, pretty much. Yeah. Cardinals, forget it. That division is over. Um, the Cardinals are one of those teams that, at the trade deadline, every year pulls off a big deal. Mm-hmm. And they got two pitchers for nothing. And these two pitchers have just put them over the top. They got one from the Yankees, traded Harrison Bader, who's hurt all the time. Yeah. And they pretty much just said, we need a pitcher right now. Goodbye. We don't really need you. And they traded him. And then they stole a guy from Pittsburgh who's a good pitcher, a good starting pitcher. And now they have gone on a roll. Forget it. That division is over. Milwaukee, you're done. And you better just hope you can make the playoffs as a wild card. No one's catching the Dodgers in the West. So the wild card, there's one more wild card. along. It'll go between San Diego and the Phillies and uh, uh, the Brewers. So the National League, I think the divisions, other than who's going to win the East. Uh, so the the, uh, the baseball is getting pretty interesting right now. If you like baseball there, you know, it's kind of slipped away from us this summer. You know, when you do these games every freaking day, like you and I do, you look up and my gosh, it's uh, almost September, and it doesn't seem like that to me. I don't know about you, but it, anyway. it, it definitely slipped away, and I think you're right. And I, I have, haven't been into baseball in years, but doing the games every day and doing the you know the daily show as well has, has kind of got me into baseball this year. And I uh, went to uh, uh, Fenway, and that that kind of got me re, re, re-energized in baseball a little bit. It's been fun, yeah. Uh, these teams are 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 interesting. Like you got a team like the Yankees who are slipping, but still they had such a big lead. They're still yeah. eight in front. The central division's a battle. Uh, and then you get on this side of it, and boy, the Braves are playing better and, and could catch the Mets. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun yeah. uh, right now playing or uh, following this. And like I said, I haven't followed it for a long time, so it's been good. Well, and I'll tell you another thing. I would. I would not want to play the Cardinals. No. Right? And, and people, we're from Missouri. They think we're a big Cardinals fan. We're not really baseball fans. So I, they're, they're red hot. Uh, Pujols has revitalized his career. He's on a roll. Uh, everybody kind of thought, why in the world are they dealing with him when they signed him in the offseason? Why in the hell wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. he was worth uh, – the guy's just magic in St. Louis. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no telling what kind of numbers he would have put up had he stayed in St. Louis. Have you ever stopped to think about that? You know, I know. if he comes back next year, he's going to have over, he may get it at this year too, but he's going to break Babe Ruth's record, you know, that stood for years over yeah. on home runs. He's going to get on the what top five, probably in, he may already be. I, I, I think he is going to get to be number five here pretty soon. He's got 692 um, home runs. He's going to yeah. pass a rod. I think he had 696. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's had a great season. You know, Molina is 
out this year. I believe he's announced his retirement, correct? Hmm. I have no idea. You're, you're talking to somebody has no idea. I'm pretty sure this is it for him. And he's, you know, and then you got Wainwright, who's yep. pitching extremely well. And I think he's going to go out too. So you got three really good people, veterans that are leading you. I would not want to play the Cardinals. They would scare me to death if I had. Good story if those three could lead them to some kind of postseason success. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. Like I said, we, that's that's the team we watch the most around here because they're on. Um, mm-hmm. And like Dennis said, even for selling jerseys, oh, yeah. it would make sense to bring back for that one year Absolutely. Uh, in St. Louis. Yeah. All right, let's, let's move on to college football ranks. That's what we're here to talk about today. Uh, we're going to do two things. We will uh, talk about the uh, three of the games that are coming up, three of the 11 that are coming up this weekend. But we also going to do the top 25 rundown for Papa Dude. He's got his preseason top 25. So what he's going to do is read them off. And I'm going to say if he's got them overrated or underrated, or maybe he's got them perfect. Uh, <laughs> I did not do a top 25. I'm working on Travers stuff. But I can come in and be an expert on his <laughs> top 25. So uh, that's that's how we're going to do this. All right. At number 25, who do you have? Well, the thing with Aaron is, guys, he will become an expert after the Travers this weekend. Correct. He yes. start focusing a little bit more on college football than he's had time yeah. to do. And before I get into one thing I do want to mention, before we came on the show uh, and Aaron hadn't seen this yet, Saratoga Slim has a yep. great uh, little video, whatever you want to call it. And will that be on the Racing Dudes website, Aaron? It, it has been on the website before on his blog uh, that he does. Okay. And uh, I'm going to pull it up now. Let's see if I can pull it up. Go ahead and you can talk while I pull it up. Here. Okay. Well, I, we, I saw it on Twitter and Aaron hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. And he was back in the uh, backside on the Asmussen barn. Oops. I think he's a huge Asmussen fan, just like Aaron and I. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's got a video. Just go on Twitter. That's where I saw it. And, and punch in Saratoga Slim. Yeah, I just retweeted it. Yeah, and so and it is a great video on on one of my favorite horses of all time, and Saratoga or Saratoga Slim loves this horse, Jackie uh-huh. Warrior, and and it was just like uh, Jackie was was <laughs> on cue, just posed for Slim. It was it's really good. It really yeah. is. So are, they, are you seeing it at full screen now? No, I don't see it at all. So <laughs> oh, weird. I thought I had it up. Anyway, well, it was whatever. Great. Yeah, um, well, and our yeah. Slim does such a good job. And make sure you turn the sound on because you want to hear him. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, if you don't hear him talking, it's not as good. So <laughs> <laughs> it's classic. And I I tweeted on there, thank you, Slim, for posting that because that's one of my favorite horses, also. Yeah, but anyway. you can find that on the on the our Twitter feed right now. Um, yeah, Jackie's Warrior. He's stocked Jackie's Warrior for three years. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's one of the ones that bit slim or not. I can't remember. Um, well, the horse is awful calm in this video. So, but uh, yeah. maybe she, uh, he's calmed down since then. But I can tell you who's not calm, and that is Saratoga Slim. He is fired up for the Travers. Uh, Borat Capper, I've heard the rumors. He will make an appearance. Ooh. Borat Capper is coming to the Travers. Uh, uh, supposedly in a pink Floyd shirt and camouflage shorts. The last I heard. Borat Capper in the Traverse, Pink Floyd shirt, camouflage shorts. You could probably know who he's paying tribute to if you've been following the news the last week. So anyway, look out for Borat Capper. He will be around. All right, get to your All top right. 25. Okay. Uh, I'll start out with number 25. And uh, this team might be a little bit uh, 
too low. Uh, uh, it just depends. I've got Arkansas at number 25. I've got them at eight and four, possible nine and three. If I knew they were going to beat Texas A&M, I'd rank them a little higher. That's the key game for me. And uh, so I've got them at 25. They may be a little better than that. They've got too many uh, tough games, a real tough schedule. The thing with Arkansas is, will they be able to win the games they're supposed to? Because sometimes when you're not great, and you got all these tough games, you lose one somewhere you're not supposed to. And that's what worries me, and that's why I don't have them any higher. I do love the way they play. I think they're on their way back to the you know, 9-3, and 10-2 every year. I think they can kind of think about that. So I got them at 25. Arkansas comes in at number 25 on your poll. I think you got them perfectly ranked. I have no, no criticism. All right, on to number 24. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, the AP has them at 19. I think that's a tad high. I only think it's high because of what you said. That schedule is murder for Arkansas. Yeah. And when you're you're in the SEC and you haven't quite arrived yet, man, it's tough to, you know, you got to – 25, I think, would be a very good season for them. It's, it's very good. back at quarterback. will help them kind of navigate that. A lot of transfers on the defense. That's going to be the key. Yeah. Uh, at 24 – in this one, I, I, they better be pretty good to get at 24 with the schedule they have, and that's BYU. I have that number 24. Their schedule is tough, man. They go to Notre Dame. They go to Boise State. They got Oregon at home. They got Baylor at home. They got Arkansas at home, Utah State at home. You know, that's six difficult games. I don't think they're going to win all those. If they do, they may be the national champions. <laughs> That's as good a schedule as anybody. Well, they can make the playoff if they were to, to go like a little bit. believe it because you got Notre Dame, Oregon, Arkansas, Baylor, all in the top 25. You can win all of those and win the rest of them. But I don't think they will. So I got them at 24. I think they're about right as well. I think you're right on with them. I, I, I feel like they're the same as Arkansas, very tough schedule. But this is a team that they may be the most experienced team in the country. You know, yes. this, they got all 11 back on defense, eight out of the 11 back on offense, including the quarterback. And uh, Jaron Hall last year looked pretty darn good. 27, yes. five interceptions. He threw for 2,500 yard, 2, yards. Uh, yeah, I, I think they could be better. But road games uh, against Oregon and basically a, a neutral site game against Notre Dame. And then, like I said, the Boise State, another game they got to go to on the road. Yeah. And Baylor and Arkansas at home won't be easy. I think about nine and three is probably what they're going to finish. And I think that puts them at 24. You're two for two. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll stop that right now. Okay. okay. The next one will. All right. Every year we're going to have a team that will, that's no one ranks that. Because of the conference they play in, that's why they don't get ranked. But at the end of the year, their record's going to be really good, and they'll be in the top 25. Okay. Well, at 23, I have Appalachian State. Okay. And and I don't. I, you know, they're good every year, but you look at their schedule. I only see three games they they're, they're going to lose, or they have a chance to lose. Mm -hmm. At Texas A&M, I don't think they win that. At Coastal Carolina, well, Coastal Carolina lost a ton of players. Yeah. So I think they win that game, and then they got to go to Marshall, and Marshall's always decent. The rest of the schedule's doable. I see 11-1. and one. I don't see how you keep them out of the top 25 if they're as good as advertised. So I have them number 23. 
when you're a name team that's about, that's from the little conferences like Appalachian State and YV, my name team is people know who that is. Yeah, you know they've heard of them before. They've been there before. They've beaten big opponents before. Um, I think ten and two would get them in the top twenty-five, and I think that's what they can do. You bet. Um, you know, seven back on the offense, including the quarterback. Uh, I, I, I don't have an argument again. My goodness. Okay, well, uh, we've only done three teams. So yes. let's put it. <laughs> All right, the next one. Um, a lot of people might argue. I'm not. I'm not high on this team. They are ranked 15th in the AP, and that's Michigan State. I have them at number 22. I look at their schedule. They got a tricky non-conference game at Washington. Washington's changed coaches. I think they've made an improvement there. That'll be tough. Um, they got they got Ohio State at home. They're not going to beat them. Uh, Wisconsin is at home, but that's questionable. Minnesota is better than people think. They go to Michigan and they go to Penn State. I don't think I've seen them any better than eight and four. So I've got them at number 22, and I could be shot down on this one. Well, you've got them at 22. Uh, you know, this was a team last year that went 11 and two, and and really the big problem was they they kind of faded a little bit late. They got lucky to win some games early. Uh, it's a team that relied on the running game an awful lot, uh, and that running back is now gone, so that's going to be a big problem. Obviously, Kenneth Walker, very good player. Uh, they do have the quarterback back, and he threw for 3,200 yards last year, so uh, he's not terrible. Uh, no. That being Peyton Thorne, so. I, I hate to do it, but I think you've got it right again. <laughs> okay. I'm on a roll here. Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate any of these. I, I think you've got them placed about where I would have placed them. Yeah. I'm not real high on them and their schedule was weak last year and uh, they took advantage of it, which a good team does. And uh, I thought the way they came back and beat Penn state after getting clobbered by Ohio state was very impressive. So, uh, they may be a little low, but I don't think they're 15 either. So I, I think eight and four is about where they're going to be, and that'll put them about where you've got them. Yeah. All right. Number 21. This team is not in the top 25 for the AP. In fact, I believe they're like 40 in the AP. At 21, I have from the Pac-12 UCLA. Okay. I think this is a team that can do some damage. And the reason I've got them there is their schedule. When you look at it, they should win nine games if they're any good. They have nobody in the non-conference. Uh, here's the uh, conference games that they'll have to win, or they're going to be toss-ups. They have to go to Oregon. I don't think they win that. They got Utah at home. They got USC at home. The rest of the games are winnable in the Pac-12. So the key with them is, can they win those games that they're supposed to win? Because they have a tendency to slip up mm -hmm. and lose one somewhere. You know, a Stanford, uh, an Oregon State, a Washington State, a Washington. Those are all critical. And I, and I don't have the schedule in front of me. I don't even know who they play because they don't in the Pac-12, you don't play everybody. Mm -hmm. So if they take care of business, I can see them no worse than nine and three. I think they are a sleeper team. Uh, uh, they're, they're pretty well coached. Their quarterback's back. They did lose a lot of players, but I think they're on their way back. I got them at 21. Again, no argument. I, I think they're going to be an eight and four type of team. And again, I think that'll put them right there. Uh, the thing about UCLA, they got a lot of new players on that defense, but the defense wasn't just fantastic last year. So 
Uh, I think it's all going to be about the quarterback, uh, Thompson Robinson. I mean, he's just kind of inconsistent here or there, but when he's on, he's pretty darn good. I'm with you. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say yes. I think they can get in that that uh, low twenty range there, and I'm I'm gonna agree again. I think uh, different defensive players might be a help. They weren't very good, like you said. Exactly. So. Yep. And Dennis is agreeing too. So wow. All right, number twenty from the SEC. Okay. Maybe one of the best coach teams in the country, uh, and I've got Kentucky at number twenty. And, again, a lot will depend. Can they win the games they are supposed to win? That's the thing with them because they're going to lose one somewhere because they're not great. But when you look at their schedule, three tough conference uh, road games at Florida, at Mississippi, and at Tennessee. Okay, those are tough. They got to win at least one of those. And then they have Georgia at home. They're not going to beat Georgia. And – Sorry, Dennis. They have Louisville at home. Now that'll be a tough game. It always is, and and Louisville's improved, but I think they win that. So I have nine, three, eight, and four. If they can take care of the teams that they should beat, Dennis disagrees. He's a big Louisville guy. Uh, I cannot disagree. I I think the schedule sets up pretty well for them. Here's the thing about them and why I think they went ten and three a year ago and were competitive. Uh, in other than the Georgia game, they were competitive in the, in the other two. They lost. Uh, Will Levis at quarterback. I think he's very good, and mm-hmm. he's back, and they've got a great running back in Christopher Rodriguez as well. Guy rushed for 1,300 yards last year. And like I said, they, they haven't had a quarterback like Will Levis. He's not the, the greatest you've ever seen, but he's very good. He's very solid. That's what they missed for a lot of years. I, I think it's Kentucky. I think they're going to lose one. They shouldn't. I think they're a 9-3 and three type of team. I think they're going to be awfully tough to beat. I'm with you. I'm with you again. I think you've got them ranked perfect. Well, if they were in the other side of the SEC, it'd be a different story. Yeah. Well, I uh, agree with yeah. that. Yeah. They got to go to Missouri and win. They have to beat South Carolina. Those are teams they have to beat. They've got to beat them. And and when you're, again, they're one of those teams that are just kind of on the edge in the SEC. They're not great. They tend to lose a game. Yeah. I think keys are the, like the game at Florida. You know, they finally were able to beat Florida yeah. last year. That's that's a big game for them. Uh, the a, game at Tennessee. I mean, they can go to Tennessee and win. Bet. Um, I think Tennessee is overrated. And uh, I really do. I hope I'm wrong. I love Josh Heupel. I want him to do well. But I don't think they're as good as people say they are. I, I think I Kentucky, I think Kentucky, Tennessee is a, is a toss-up for sure. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are thinking Tennessee's top 25 team. I don't. So, I don't no. Okay. Right. Uh, where are we at? 19? Yep. Okay. Now, here is a Lulu for you. All right. Okay. All right. I looked at the schedule. This team's got a little bit of a name. They're from a lesser conference. When you look at the schedule, though, and they had a pretty good season last year, coaching staff's pretty strong. From the American Conference, I've got Central Florida at number okay. 19. And I look at their schedule. They don't play Houston. They The only tough road game in that conference is at Memphis. And they're not – they should beat them. They got SMU, Cincinnati, and they do play Louisville, and that's a tough game, but that's at Central Florida. Mm-hmm. So I love their schedule. And the American Conference has notoriety because of Cincinnati. If they beat Cincinnati, 
then I see them in the top 25 if they can, again, take care of the teams they're supposed to be. So I've got them at number 19. I like them a lot. Well, Gus Malzahn getting ready to go for his second year there at Central Florida. I told you when he was hired, okay. that's a perfect spot for Gus Malzahn. Central Florida is absolutely a perfect spot. They got a lot of guys returning. They had a lot of injuries uh, last year, did the Central Florida uh, Knights. And I think that really hurt them. And they kind of got off to a poor start. Uh, and, you know, he, they were better towards the end of the season. Ended up beating Florida uh, in the bowl game. They got him at 19. Yeah. I see him at home. What's the schedule? I think you got them right. I want to disagree, but I I don't. I don't. I think they've got a good shot to be twenty type of team. They want, and here's another thing: they won six out of their last seven games last year. The only game they lost, they had a clunker at SMU, but SMU wasn't a bad team. They were good. the yeah. fact that they have Cincinnati and SMU and Louisville, because I think Louisville's on the same caliber as them, probably that Louisville's in a little maybe maybe they're a little better than Louisville. If that game was in Louisville, that would be tougher, but it's at home. And they got Georgia Tech on the schedule. They suck. And that's in Central Florida. I yeah. don't think you lose that game. So I'm just looking at the schedule. They have a name. Central Florida has a name. You know, they've been there before. Yeah, how to win? That you know they got talent. That's why I've got them at nineteen. And when he says Central Florida has a name, what he means by that is if they go ten and two, the the Associated Press and, and the and the bowl whatever that does it now will be more likely to rank them than say if the Tulsa Golden Hurricane go ten and two. Oh, uh, no doubt. Name will count. Will will carry weight. So that's yeah. That's kind of thing. Just a couple of years ago, they went thirteen and zero. Central Florida did. Yes. And so uh, Den- uh, Dennis threw in a team, too, while, you mm-hmm. know, while we're here, uh, and everybody's in the chat talking. We always deal with this. And he's got San Diego State. I like him, too, Dennis. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of – I looked at the schedule on them, and, and they don't have the name. That's the difference between them and Central Florida. Mm-hmm. When you look at their non-conference schedule, they have a game at Utah. I'm telling you, that kills them because they're probably not going to win that. No. And they follow that. They have to go to – or they have Toledo. They could be flat coming after off that Utah game, and Toledo could beat them. They got at Boise State, at Nevada, at Fresno State. The schedule is why I didn't pick them higher. When, when you are a smaller team, getting off to a good start is huge in the minds of these people that vote on this shit. And – you're right. That the problem is those, those games are early. Like Utah's the third game, Boise State's the fifth game, and Nevada, Fresno State are the seventh and the eighth game. Going to be really, really, really tough uh, yeah. to, uh, to to get there. If they now the 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 opposite of that is if they win them, that's yeah. going to get them a lot of notoriety. So it's just not likely that they're going to go to to Utah and win. So that'll knock them down, and then I don't know if they'll go to Boise and win or not. So, but I get it. They're a good team. Uh, they've got a lot of guys back. We'll see. Uh, I don't hate it, but uh, I, I'm not sure that they'll get into the top 25. Yeah, and they're going to have to be 10 and 2 probably to get in there. Yeah. yeah. Even though the Mountain West is tough. It's a tough mm-hmm. Okay. All right, 18. Uh, boy, I, I wrestled around with this one for a long time. And I, I think I might have them too low, but I got Cincinnati at 
18. Uh, last year I had them at eight, I believe. Yep. And, uh, they came through for us all year long. Uh, we're going to find out how good a coach the guy is. And I think he is. Don't get me wrong. They lost a ton of players that are in the NFL. And at that, you know, you just don't reload at Cincinnati like you do Georgia and Alabama and those places. That might have been a once-in-a-lifetime team, maybe. We're going to find out. They may be better than we think. I don't think they go to Arkansas and win. I just don't. Now, if that game was like the fifth game of the year, the sixth game of the year, maybe. But opening with a new quarterback in Fayetteville, we live close to Fayetteville here. I can hear them calling the hogs down there right now. They're ready for that game. That is going to be a huge game for Arkansas. You know, the worst thing Cincinnati did was make the playoffs coming into that game for Arkansas because that's got them prepared and ready to go. They got a game at SMU, and they got to go to Central Florida. They don't play Houston, so that's good. You know, they could be right back up in that top ten again. They could. I've got them at 18. I think they're 10-2, and 9-3. and three. I think you've got them a touch high. Uh, I think they're a top 25 team. I'd probably put them at like 24 or 25, right around in there. Um, I do think they're going to lose two or three games, and I think they'll drop them down a little bit lower than what you've got them. I guess if they only lose two, that's probably where they'll slide right there in that spot. Uh, I, I don't know. I think the game at Arkansas is going to be a problem. Uh, believe it or not, I think the game at Tulsa could be a problem for them. It could. Uh, Tulsa is a team last year that had them on the ropes for a long time in Cincinnati. Uh, yep. The game at SMU, you mentioned Central Florida and the game at Temple uh, late in the year. You know, We'll kind of see what happens there. I, I like them. I like Luke Fickle. I just don't think there's any way they can be as good as they were last year. I don't think it's terrible where you got them. They're a little bit high, a little bit higher than what I would have them. Well, I, I can't argue with that either. And and I really believe Fickle would have left, but they move into the Big Twelve, and I think he thinks he can he can compete in there with Oklahoma gone. I really yeah. do, yeah. and I think that's one of the reasons he stayed. That in fact he likes it there. So yeah. I think that says a lot. The fact that he didn't move on, he yeah. stayed. He must think he's got he can keep winning at a high level there. So. Yeah. We'll see. At 17, we're staying in the same conference. I think I have them too low. I had them higher than this, and I redid it today, and I'm probably going to kick myself in the butt. But I think Houston, and again, I look at the schedule, and if they can win a couple of non-conference games, I don't know if anybody beats them. Uh, they've got a lot of guys back. They were pretty damn good last year. Uh, AP's got them 24. I got them 17. I think I have them too low. They got Texas San Antonio and Texas Tech in the non-conference. And I think Texas San Antonio is going to drop a little bit. And Texas Tech's not very good. But they're both on the road. And that's who they open up with. That's the first two games. Man, that's the that's the whole key to their season. Because after that, there's not much that they have to deal with. So I've got them. Uh, unless I wrote it down wrong, I do not see Central Florida on their schedule. And I don't see Cincinnati. No. You're right about both of those. They do have to go to Memphis. I think that could be a tricky game. They go to SMU. That could be a little bit tricky, but you're right. I think the toughest games are those early ones. I don't think Texas Tech's going to be all that good. Oh, yeah. I think Houston can go in there and beat them. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, Curtis, they do not play in the regular season, like I said. Um, I, I, I want to say you've got them a little high. I, I feel like they're going to lose a game somewhere, but – End of the day, though, Houston is another team. Got a pretty good name. 
Uh, another team that's going to be heading to, the, to a bigger conference soon. You got Holgerson. He always gets a lot of attention. I'm going to go ahead and agree. I think I think they're going to lose one uh, somewhere that they shouldn't. But at the end of the day, I do think they're going to be right up there on the fringe of kind of the top 15. They're pretty good. Yeah, I, they've got a lot of talent. They do, and and they've always got talent. They really do. Mm-hmm. But they got a quarterback, and this kid's pretty good. Yeah, Clayton Toon, very good player. Uh, last year, threw for thirty five hundred yards. Yeah, they did piss me off last year. I picked them once as my best bet against East Carolina, and they, I think they lost that game. God damn! Oh, no, they won, but it went into overtime. Uh, they blew they, it. Yeah, they yeah. didn't. Cover. That's what they it blew was. the cover. Yeah. Well, I was mad. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's get in now. We're getting close to the top 15. At number 16, here we go. From the Pac-12, the one and only USC Trojans. I have them at 16. If they are any good, they're going to be in the top 10 because their schedule is not that good. But I don't think they're as good as people think they are. Their offensive and defensive lines have not been addressed. Mm-hmm. It's typical Lincoln Riley team, all fluff and no tough. Uh, you know, he goes after these high-ranking offensive players, mm-hmm. but the defense, he, yeah, who gives a shit? We'll just outscore people, and when he get in a big game, it it doesn't happen. So, uh, I don't think they're beating Utah. It's at Utah, uh, Notre Dame. I don't know. I'm not that high on Notre Dame. Critical games at Stanford, at Oregon State, they could lose those because those are games he loses. Mm -hmm. Fresno State's not going to be easy. That's a pretty good team. And uh, the UCLA game. I've got them 9-3, and which USC fans should be thrilled with that after what they've had. And I just don't think they're quite ready for the top 10. But with the schedule they've got, if they're good enough, they could do it. I think they'll go eight and four. I've got them one tick uh, below what you do, so I'd have to say that if they go eight and four, they're not going to be ranked there. They'll be ranked no. a little lower. I think they're top 25 team, probably more towards the, the 20s uh, than uh, the single digits. So I will I will slightly disagree. I think eight and four is where they go. Uh, I think they were going to lose a game uh, somewhere that people aren't expecting. Um, you got to remember, the team went four and eight last year. Yeah, it's like you said. If they go eight and four this year, that's a really good job. It is. It's done a heck of a job. Exactly. So uh, I think that should be the barometer for, for the USC fans, eight and four or better. He's done really well. If you're below eight and four with this schedule and the players he's brought in, that ain't good. That's that's where I'm at with it. Well, I am too. And I think next year is when you're going to see them take the next jump because yeah. the recruiting season, you know, this, this will be the key. Uh, for him, and he will do well there. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. Uh, how well is remains to be seen, but he will do well at USC. No yeah, question. Absolutely. I think so, but I don't think he's going to be a top 10 team this year. All right. Who's next? All right. 15. Uh, I always have them in the top 25. They may be a little high, but I have Wisconsin at number 15 because they're just always there. And kind of a down year last year, but they still had a decent season. Schedule's pretty tough. They've got at Ohio State, at Michigan State, uh, at Iowa. And if you notice, I don't have Iowa in the top 25 this year. 
So I feel like they're down. But It'll be a terrible year for Iowa if you don't even have them in there. No, I don't. Uh, but they can beat Wisconsin. Uh, I like Minnesota better than most people, and that's kind of a rivalry game. And uh, if Nebraska's any good, you got to go in there, so you never know. So, but that's not a hard, that's not real difficult. And if they can win the games they're supposed to, I think they can win nine. So I've got them at 15. It all depends on how good their quarterback is. Is he going to play better than he did last year? Is there a more boring, good team ever than Wisconsin? No. Every year, they're like they're a little bit better than Iowa, but not a ton better. There's it's just they are a boring, boring team. Uh, now, one every once in a while, they'll jump up and have a huge year, but usually yeah. you can count on them going like nine and four, yeah. nine and four. And very, very well coached. Yeah. yeah, physical carbon copy of each other each year. They're, yeah. they're identical. They are a lot like Iowa, just a little bit better players, I think, than Iowa. Um, and a little bit more of a jump up and be be top five. Uh, yeah. But end of the day, I think 15 is about right. I mean, that's that's usually where they land. Yep. All right. Inside the t- in top 15, now we go to the ACC okay. at number 14, the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, again, they could be better than this when you look at their schedule. Not real tough. Uh, they got to go to AM. I don't think they're going to win that. They have Clemson on the road. Don't think so. Then they have the only other two are really, really tough, unless I've overlooked something here. They have Virginia Tech and they have Virginia, both of those on the road. I could see them losing uh, one of those. I don't think they play North Carolina State. I don't think they're on there. So that schedule's doable. They could be a, a little higher if they're good. We'll see. I'm not high on the coach at all. And that's why I've got him at 14. I got him at nine and three. I'm going to go overrated on that one. Okay. I feel like Miami is a team that gets overrated often because they do have that name. I'm not a believer in the hurricane at all. Um, Schedule though. And I don't see a lot of losses. Yeah. I mean, did you see five losses last year on their schedule? Did you see seven losses in 2019 on their schedule? I mean, you're right. They're going to have to prove it to me. Are they a top 25 team? Maybe. I mean, I've got them like fringe top 25. I hope you're right because I hate them. So. I, I just don't – every year I do the same thing. I overrate them. And it's like I'm going to stop because until they prove they can win some of these games, it's like, oh, they'll win there, and then they lose, you know? Totally. Um, like, did you see them losing at home to Virginia last year? I sure didn't, you know? So. You could play better down the stretch is the only thing. Yeah, they so they played so good that they lost to Florida State. I mean, you know, that's just a thing. It's just like I they're gonna have to prove it to me. I, I am done overrating them. I don't think they're that good. Okay. <laughs> All right, who's next? All right, at number 13, we go to the Big 12. And I'm going with the Cowboys from Oklahoma State at number 13. Uh, I think they're gonna drop just a little. They lost too much off a of very, very good defense, and they have a pretty difficult conference schedule. Uh, the only quote unquote at this time, what we think is going to be contenders that they have at home is Texas. And, you know, they have a way of beating Texas. It doesn't matter where they play them, they yeah. beat 
Texas. Most most people do. Yeah, nowadays for sure. <laughs> Texas in the top twenty-five. Uh, but they got Baylor, Kansas State, Oklahoma, and TCU. And I think TCU's down, but it's still a trap game when you go to uh, Fort Worth, you can lose. They got all those games on the road. And uh I just don't think they're gonna come through all those games. So I I, I think maybe nine and three is is the top for them. And I've got them at number 13. I think you've got them overrated a little bit. I think the defense carried them. them. I think the defense carried them last year. Spencer Sanders, I think, is not very good. He's got to be a lot better. I mean a lot better this year. I got them overrated. I think they're down in the low 20s. But you hate them. Well, I do. But I, I at the same time, you know, last year aside, sure, <laughs> they usually are going to fall in about the twenties, if if, yeah. if we're being honest. So that's true. But there's last still- year they had a lot of guys that were fifth year seniors on defense. They, had they did the coordinator. None of those people are back. I- the loss of the coordinator is going to hurt, but more importantly, it's the loss of the players. They're just, I think, eight and four. Well, okay, nine and three is what I got them. So I just got them one more game better, and that's the difference between thirteen and twenty three. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Well, all right. By the way, when you get past the top five, it is kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. Really oh, is. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So twelve. I'm staying in the Big Twelve, and I go with Baylor at at number twelve. And again, I think they're really good. I think they're excellently coached, uh, but their schedule is pretty difficult. They've got uh, the BYU game. Uh, I don't think they go out there and win. I, I, they got them last year. I don't think they'll beat them this year. They got to go to Oklahoma. They got to go to Texas. Um, they got to go to Iowa State, and that's a tricky game. I think Iowa State's going to really drop. And I think one of the sleeper teams in the country is West Virginia if JT Daniels comes through. Mm-hmm. And they got to go there. So those are tough games. They got Oklahoma State at home. Um, I think they go nine and three. They could go ten and two, but I've got them. I think about where they're going to be, and that's twelfth. I'll go ahead and agree because I do think that Oklahoma State game is one that swings this one where the winner is in the top 15, the loser yep. might be in the top 25, uh, meaning 20 to 25. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and agree with this one. I think Baylor is a little better uh, than Oklahoma State. I think it's comparable um, coaching. I think both coaches are good. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna hear me criticize Mike Gundy. I think he's a really good coach. I think Dave Aranda is a really good coach too, and I'll just give Baylor the edge because they're in Baylor, really tough place to play. Um, now that they built the new stadium a few years back, that's a tough place to win. So I'm with you. I- I'll agree with the Baylor Bears. I think they're right there in that 15 to 10 mark. You bet. And why you know why you bring that up? If Oklahoma had to go to Baylor, these two teams would be flip flopped in my opinion because I don't know if Oklahoma would be good enough to go to Baylor to win. And uh, what another thing is what Mike Gundy has done at Oklahoma State. Now, he's a squirrel, and he says some dumb things sometimes. Yeah, The consistency that he's turned in at Oklahoma State has never been done before. No. And when you're in a state where Oklahoma is the team and you are consistently as good as they are, some, the, pretty, the talent level is not, not much difference between no. those two schools. It's remarkable. I tell you, he I, I hate Oklahoma State, but I, I, I like Mike Gundy. I think he's yeah, done he a hell of a job uh, he at, at a place that it's really, really, yeah. really difficult to win. You're right. It is. And he loses coordinators left and right too and has to mm-hmm. keep replacing them. 
he's a hell of a coach. He is. He doesn't get the credit he deserves in my Because he's weird. He does it to exactly. himself. But he's had some dumb things over the years, and that has hurt him. He is a great coach. Yes. And I'll tell you this, too. He don't take any shit off the media, and that's no. the reason he doesn't get any credit. So uh, I, I think he's one of those type of guys. A lot of people are like, why didn't he leave? I think Oklahoma State is kind of where he can exist and be as, be a, as effective as he is. Yeah. Yeah. That guy with a limelight type media around him, it wouldn't be good. That guy with the second cut media from Oklahoma around him, that's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, at 11, this is a team that I think could, could really make uh, some noise. Uh, from the ACC, I've got North Carolina State at number 11. I really like them. Here's the deal with them. Can they do it? When the pressure's on them, they're not one of those fringe teams that are always around eight, seven, eight. They've won a lot more games than people think over the years, but they never can get to 10 or 11. It seems like this year they have the chance to do it. And so they've got the players, you know, and they're in a, in a league that they could win next to Clemson. You know, they should beat everybody else with the talent they have, but I don't know where they will. They have to go to Clemson. The Louisville game at Louisville will be tough. Uh, North Carolina is on the road. That's a rivalry. We don't know any how good North Carolina is going to be. Uh, Virginia Tech, I, I always overrate them a little bit. Uh, and Wake Forest with the quarterback situation that happened to them, you know, with Hartman out, has really hurt them. So I got them at 11. Might be a little high, but I, I kind of like. I kind of like them in this spot. I feel like they're going to be good. I feel like you do have them a little high because of who they are. I think in between the years is going to be their biggest problem. Um, you know, I just look at it and it's like, okay, fifth game of the year, they're at Clemson. Okay, get beat. Then is Florida State going to beat you at home the next week because you're North Carolina State and you're, you're going to be flat and you're not quite good enough and you're going to get beat by somebody you shouldn't and then you're going to get plummeted down the rankings. Like that's my fear with them. I think they're very good. This is another team that kind of like Kentucky to me. Um, you know, North Carolina State, like you said, they're always right there, but they got a quarterback now. Uh, Devin Leary last year was fantastic. This guy threw 35 touchdowns and five interceptions. That yeah. is fantastic. I don't care what league you're in, who you're playing for. That's fantastic. If he can repeat those kind of numbers, they're probably going to get to where you have them. I just think they'll slip up somewhere. I don't hate them. I think they're going to they're gonna be good. I think they're more like 15 to 20. They might be this year's version uh, of North Carolina. If you remember North Carolina last year, they had the quarterback. Everybody thought they'd be great. They weren't. They, right. North Carolina State, can't handle the pressure, and that's them this year. That, that worries me a lot. The fact that they're, they're starting the season at number 13 in the AP gives them a chance because they, they're not outside the top 25. They're already in there. And, and I'm not saying this makes them good – but right. it gives them a chance to stay in that 10 to 11 range. It also puts a target on their back. And yeah. so there's, there's give and take to both of them. Like yeah. the number 13 team in the nation goes to East Carolina and gets North Carolina State. I'm not saying they're going to lose that game. I'm yeah. saying that makes it more difficult. Absolutely. And, and that could happen. And if they do, forget it. Their season's yeah. They're not yeah. going to get back. Once you lose that kind of game, you're done. Then no. you're North Carolina State. So – uh, Dennis says, I say Louisville. I tell you why. I had a very, very good friend from Louisville 
And that's the way he pronounced it all the time. And that's the way I started pronouncing it. Because always before I had said Louisville. Like, <laughs> no, it's Louisville. It is if you're from Kentucky. Of course, he hates. No, that's how you say it. Louisville. That's how Dennis would say it. Well, how come he, he, how come he says? He says he's waiting for you to name Louisville in your top 25. Oh. Oh, I got it now. Sorry, Dennis. Boy, Dennis. Boy, boy, boy. You know, usually I understand, Dennis. Now I'm starting to worry about myself. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now we're to the top 10. Okay, let's go. All right. I've got from the Pac-12 in the top 10, number 10, Utah. And everybody else has got them higher than I do. The reason I have them at 10, I think they're better than Florida. I don't know if they go to Florida and win that opening game. I just don't know. So I've got, I mean, they got to go to Florida, they got to go to UCLA, and the reason I have Oregon ahead of them, they have to go to Oregon. I don't know if they win that either. And then they got San Diego State and USC. They're games they could lose, but they're at home. I don't know. I think they're very, very good. I think they're better than Florida, but I just don't know if they're going to beat them. I, they're going to lose somewhere. They shouldn't, right? I think this is the best team that Kyle Whittingham has had at Utah. Um, if not the best, maybe the second best. I know they've had some good years. They got the quarterback, but I just feel like you're right. It may not be at Florida. Maybe it's at UCLA. You know, maybe it's at Washington State on a Thursday night. It's cold. It's raining and they get beat. They're going to lose somewhere. I have a feeling maybe it's USC at home. Goes in there and beats them. Who knows? Then you got the game with the Oregon, even though, you know, they, they've they handled Oregon. They have. But it's still Oregon, new coach. I'm with you. They'll lose somewhere. I think you got them perfectly ranked. Yeah, and I want to pick them higher because I really like them. I, I like do, too. Play. They're physical. Yeah. I just have a hard time thinking they have as many studs as some of these other teams do. I, even though on the their record and on the field they're better than Florida, I'm not sure they have better players than Florida does. I just don't know. So. I think they will beat Florida. I think they're they're physical enough up front. That's a big key, right? Oh, yeah. It's just I don't have confidence that they're not going to slip up once. Yeah. And when you're Utah and you slip up once, you're going to get you're going to get penalized for it. I I just think there's going to be a game or two they don't play very well, but I do think they'll they win the opener. They may not though, but yeah, I think you've got them. Long story short, I think ten is perfect for them. Okay. All right, let's go to number nine. That's where I have the Fighting Irish from Notre Dame at number nine. Most people have them at five or six. Uh, I don't know who their quarterback is, and they got a different new coach. I a lot of people don't like Brian Kelly. I think uh, this will be a downgrade from Brian Kelly, even though this guy may be a good coach. Uh, Brian Kelly was a great coach, and I, I don't care what people say. So I have them at nine. They're not going to beat Ohio State, I don't think. I hope the hell they do, but I don't think they are. Uh, they got Clemson. Got to go to USC. Uh, there's other games on there. Their schedule is a little tougher than it than it is at some years. You know, we're talking top ten here. I see them losing two games, so I can't go a whole lot higher than ten and two. And I think they could go nine and three. I think you've got them overrated a bit. I still think they're going to be good. I think you mentioned the quarterback; that's going to be a problem. What if they, that you know, go to Ohio State and just get pounded? Oh yeah, 
Then the wolf. Does that kind of put him into a funk? It's a new coach. Yeah. I it there, but first time being a head coach. We'll see how that goes. Yep. And it could happen. They could get blown off the field up there. I mean, a lot of teams could get blown off the field opening night up there. Exactly. I. They could also go win, and that's the flip side of it, right? They could, but I'm afraid it could go the other way on them. Um, They're not going to win. I, I'm thinking you got them a little overrated, and I think four or five is crazy. Um, and listen, let me let me throw something out. And people that don't like Brian Kelly think he's not a very good coach. Mm. I don't know what he'll do at LSU. Probably he'll do well, but yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Have to look at Notre Dame, the, like the 15 years before he got there. And then look at him when he got there. He made them relevant again. Notre Dame was completely irrelevant when Brian Kelly got there. From a from a re- reality of actually being year after year a really good team. Kelly's done a great job at Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman, I don't know. He might do fine. But I think it's a downgrade. I'm with you. So I think you've got him a little bit overrated. Okay. Well, you're not going to like the next one for sure. Okay. At, at number eight, I have uh, the Sooners. Uh, Oklahoma at number eight, you're not as high on them as I am. And this next statement I'm going to say is really going to throw you off your tree. But anyway, I think the season comes down to week three. I know. I knew you were going to say that. I know that. But I'm telling you, I watched them play Nebraska last year. And I think Nebraska's better. And they almost beat them. That is not going to be easy. And that one worries me. If they get past that one, I'm going to. Huge sigh of relief if they can get it. Um, if they win that, then I, I feel good about my number eight ranking. Uh, the key games in the Big 12, three of the five are at home, and one of them is on a neutral field. Uh, they have Kansas State, Baylor, and Oklahoma State all in Norman. If this is a good Oklahoma team, they'll win those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Texas game's iffy. I don't care what the records are. You know, Texas can be 0-4. We can be 4-0. Texas could not have scored a point going into that game, and that's still going to be a tough game. That's just one of those. I've said this many, many times on this show, the season does not begin at OU until that game is over. Yeah, It's just one of those things. It's just it's just a game like no other. If you've never been, uh, you don't know what I'm talking about. It's just crazy. Um, the West Virginia game is tricky. That's on the road. And, you know, Iowa State, I think, is that Thursday night? I believe it is. Or they, they actually it? moved that. That's going to be a Saturday night game okay. or a Saturday game. Though. Okay. Well, that helps. Yeah. So the schedule's doable um, for them to win 10. Uh, again, they could go eight and four real easy too. We just, they're, they're kind of unknown. It all depends on how good he can get the defense to play. Yep. And is the quarterback going to be as good as advertised? That's, what we don't know yet. The quarterback is my main worry. I think if I know you don't like Caleb Williams, but I think we had him back. We have kind of a little bit more known. I don't know. I, Dylan Gabriel, I don't know what he's going to be at the big, big level. I just don't know. If he is good, they will be probably where you got him. I, I think they can win a shootout, but uh, it, it's this defense. I know you didn't like the guys they had last year, but every good player they had is gone from last year. I don't think they had any good players. Well, that could be, and maybe we'll see that. I mean. I, I'm really worried there. I am. 
about the defense. And that's why I'm worried about – here's two things that worries me about going to Nebraska. Number one, I'm not sure Bill Gabriel's the guy yet. That worries me. If you're a little shaky quarterback, go to a place like that, you know, that's going to be a nuts, nutsville, you know, and your defense is questionable, you can lose. So that's what worries me. Hopefully, after beat Nebraska, I'm just going to throw. Well, they do. I agree. Can't be, like, I think you got them overrated. I, I don't think they're going to be that good. Um, you said one thing that's true with the way the schedule sets up, a good Oklahoma team would be in the playoff. Like this, the schedule is in their favor. Yeah. Um, I think they're a little bit overrated. I think they're top 20 and I think that's, that's where it's going to be. Thank I just you. hope that they, they got enough players um, because I do think they're going to play harder. I do think they're going to be a little bit better um, as far as that goes. I think they're going to be a little bit more consistent. I just don't know where the players are. Well, I don't either, and we're going to find out. And but I'll tell you something: we didn't know where the players were in 2000 either. Well, that, listen, you could say that too. That's a that's a, just a special deal. I know um, this could be too. It, this looks very similar to what we had then. Only we had better players, but they were unknown. Yeah, better. The, the The defense is really what came through towards the end of that year. True. true. Um, but it could be that, and 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 we're all hoping that. And the thing is, this could also be a transition year, yeah. a year where we have to be patient. The recruiting class coming in for the next year is solid. He is recruiting unbelievably well. Yeah. And and uh, this could be just one of those years you just have to sit tight and wait. Because well, think about this: what if Dylan Gabriel gets hurt again? They're in trouble. They got nothing. No. They have a true freshman, and that's it. But he is talented. So I don't know. That's what's going to make this year fun. I've just got a bad feeling. <laughs> well, you can have one. I would have a worse feeling if Lincoln Riley was still there. I'm sorry. Well, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you this. I'm more interested in the team this year than I would have been, for sure. I've not been able to stand them the last three years, and you know it. No, my interest level in OU football has dropped to an all-time low. Um, yeah. I couldn't stand to watch them. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Sylvan, uh, Sylvie, Sylvain, gosh, asks, it's Phil Steele's college football preview. Sylvain, if you want to learn about uh, college football here in the United States, this is the book to buy. Absolutely. Uh, it's absolutely jam-packed and loaded. Each team has two full pages of write-ups. And also what I really like to do, and it helps me throughout the season uh, you can't maybe not be able to see it, but there's a schedule where you can write down the scores and the lines of each game, what they are. That really helps me keep an eye on things. So this is a great book. This is the one I would recommend you get. Like I said, Phil Steele's uh, College Football Preview. You can buy it at philsteele.com. That's P-H-I-L-S-T-E-E-L-E-S.com. So there you go. Or you can get it at a lot of bookstores. So. I don't know if you can in Montreal. Uh, he may have to order it online. <laughs> well, right. and, uh, the only thing I don't like about it is he abbreviates a lot, and I get kind of clogged up on those abbreviations. Well, the language barrier there. So yeah. I think you do pretty well, though, um, but it, that could be a little bit of a problem because he he writes a ton. You can see it's very small print. He likes a ton, ton of words. So Nobody works any harder or is more detailed. Here, I'm going to. I'm going to write this in the chat since Dennis is making fun of me here. Bill Steele. There you go. Wrote in the chat for anybody who's interested. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, number seven. 
All right, number seven, I always rate this team too high, uh, but I've got Oregon at number seven. I like the coaching change. I like their schedule. Um, you know, I, I just feel like if they can beat Utah, I've got them beating Utah, and that's why I have them seven and Utah ten. If Utah wins, I think you can flip them. So uh, they're not – you know, this, this opening game with Georgia is very interesting with Georgia losing so many players. It's on a neutral site, but it's not neutral because it's in Atlanta. And I, I don't think Oregon can beat them. But, you know, the knock on Oregon last year was they weren't physical enough and they went to Ohio State and just physically beat the crap out of them. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, they did lose uh, the big kid, a uh, defensive player, Thibodeau, I think his name was. They, they lost him. That hurts. But I think they're pretty good. The schedule sets up for them. Uh, USC is not on the schedule. They've got BYU. That's a tough game, but it's at home. Utah's at home. Uh, the Georgia game, I've got that as a loss. And another tricky one's at Oregon State. And Oregon State's better than people think. So I think they're going to be 10 and 2, 11 and 1. So I got them at 7. I think you might have them a touch overrated, but that's pretty close. I think they're going to be pretty decent. They were good last year. Uh, I. We'll see what happens. I kind of think Dan Lanning's going to do a really good job. So Me too. Um, we'll see. Bo Nix, can he step in and be yep. uh, what they need at quarterback? That's questionable. But, yeah, I, that's be fine. Maybe a tad overrated, but so pretty, pretty close, I'd say. Okay. All right, number six. I hate this one. God, I hate it. I'm going to hate myself for this one. But I've got Texas A&M at number six. And I, I, I wrestled with them a lot and I, I it all depends on if they beat arkansas and arlington to me if they do i think they're going to have a really good season but i don't know if they're going to beat them and, and then you can say the same thing about arkansas if they win that game that jumps them up so that's a key game i don't think they're going to alabama and winning but the rest of their schedule is not that difficult for an sec schedule um i'm gonna go to auburn but that's a game they could lose because they lose games sometimes they shouldn't. Auburn's down and they should beat them. LSU's at home. I just like I just think that Arkansas game is so key for them. Uh, Non-conference schedule. They got Florida State, but I think they they handle that one. So I got them at six. I think they may be they may finally top, crack that top ten when they're supposed to. So I got them there. I like it. Uh, the big key for me, I think they got a lot of talent. And I think getting Max Johnson in from LSU, I was really impressed with Max Johnson last year. Uh, it was a bad LSU team, but he looked good a lot of games. Yeah. I think him going AM is going to make a big difference. Um, they're not going to beat Alabama, I don't believe. I think they can beat everybody else. Yeah. I like AM this year because of that quarterback. Yeah. I hate him, but I've got him in there. I had to do it this year. I'm rooting for you to be wrong. I'm rooting for myself to be wrong. I don't think we're going to be. I think they're going to be really good. Yeah. And they got a name, too. Yep. They've lost two games. They'll still be in the top ten. Yep. All right, number five. All right. I hit this team right on the head last year. I got ridiculed for them. I still believe in them a little bit. I think they've got a lot of talent and a schedule they can do. From the Big Ten, I have Michigan at number five. And I was going to, I tried to pick them apart, find some reason to drop them. Really couldn't do it when I looked at their schedule. I just can't see a lot of losses there. Um, they got to settle on where they want to go with quarterback. They got two guys. Um, 
you know, they kind of flip-flopped them a little bit last year, used the, the young freshman in certain situations. Is he going to be satisfied to do that again? That could be a problem. So that I'm a little worried about. They lost Hutchinson, who I think is one of the best players, was one of the best players in college last year. Yeah. But look at their schedule. You know, they got Penn State and Michigan State at home. They should beat them. Uh, at Ohio State, you know, that's that'll – if they do what they're supposed to, that'll be the game for the Big Big Ten. Uh, they could lose at Iowa because Iowa beats a team like that every once in a while, but I don't see it happening. So because of the schedule, I've got them at five. That's my big deal, too, and I think you got them about right because they should be favored. They will be favored in all 11 games before that Ohio State game. They'll probably be a double-digit favorite in nine of them, nine mm-hmm. of those 11, maybe more. Um Losing a lot of guys, that's going to be a problem. Um, but I'm kind of with you. I think they'll be. Uh, I think they'll be pretty solid. Uh, that schedule sets up well, and I think it's going to come down to Ohio State. So yeah. I'm with you. All right, you know, they had the big year. They got the pressure off of them a little bit with Harbaugh, mm-hmm. and I think they'll play more loose, freer. You know, I do. really do. I do so. too. All right, top four. I think everybody's pretty much got these. All the same, really. And I really don't like this team at number four, but with their schedule and the league they play in, I, I don't see them losing any games, and are very many, and that's Clemson. I've got them at four, uh, and I don't like them that well. It all depends on the quarterback, though, if he plays well. The other question mark with them is they lost both coordinators, and when you lose them both, you know, you got to trust – Dabo to hire the right guys. He hired from within the staff. He didn't go out and get anybody. He's big on continuity. He must think these guys are okay and they can handle it. So, you know, they got a tricky game at Notre Dame. They could win that. I mean, I I might pick them. It depends on what, you know, how their quarterback's playing. Mm -hmm. They don't, their athletes are second to maybe only Alabama. You know, they're loaded. You know, they're athletic. They got NC State's at home. Miami's at home. Um, Wake Forest, I don't know where the Hartman will be back by then. I just don't see them losing very many games. So they've got the name and everything else. So I got them at four. Yeah. Um, got to put somebody at four. I don't. <laughs> I feel like that fourth spot is wide open. I know who your next three are going to be. I feel like that fourth spot is wide open. I don't think Clemson will be the fourth playoff team. I really don't. I don't know who it will be. That's the problem. Um, I think this year, Oregon, Utah, they've got a shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you got them a little overrated, but I, I get it. You got to put somebody at four. And, yeah. and I think Dennis says it. I mean, he's got to be better. The quarterback has to be better or they're not going to be any better. So. Well, they got – didn't somebody transfer in there from USC or somewhere? Uh, let me read off who they have here. They got the number one uh, true freshman, and then they got Hunter Johnson back, who was uh, the number one true uh, freshman when he came out. You know, they've got and him, and then he left, and now he's back. So that's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah. Okay. They've got, like I said, well, really, they because because uh, Big Cinco was the number one out of uh, uh, high school as yeah. well. So they have three number one recruits. Yeah. Surely one of them can play. Exactly. No. So 
you know their defense is going to be good. It always is. And yeah. they're physical. They're, you know, they're national championship talent-wise. Yeah. Normally. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I don't like them at four, but again. So number three, I have Georgia. Okay. And I don't like this one either. But the schedule, once again, I just don't see a lot of losses. Here's the deal, though. I could see them falling because they lost so many studs on defense. And I can, I can remember some of the years OU has been really, really good, and they lose key players on offense. And they're not as good the next year. Mm -hmm. They drop a little bit. And this could happen. Uh, that Oregon game is tricky because they got that right off the bat, a new defense against that team, but I just think they'll they'll win that. But then you get to look, and who else on that schedule is going to beat them? That's the thing. Their road games are at South Carolina, at Missouri. Uh, of course, they play Florida and Jacksonville, but, you know, neutral site, at Mississippi State, at Kentucky. That's their road games. Yeah, and, you know, Mississippi State's kind of a sleeper team. Could yeah. be, could knock them off. Doubt it. Uh, Kentucky's just not shown they can they can play with them. So, you know, they got Tennessee, but it's at home. And they got Auburn. Eh, it's at home. I just – I think you got to leave them there. They're the defending national champions until somebody knocks them off. I think you got to keep them in the top three. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, end of the day, the schedule makes the, the difference here. And if, if, if they can navigate it and they go into that SEC championship game, we saw it. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. If you're 12-0, and 0, you can lose and still go on and win the national championship just like they did. So I'm with you. They were dominant last year. They did lose a lot, but you know they've got guys coming. Oh, no. So we'll see. All right. I feel like the top two is everybody's top two, and I feel like they're on a collision course, and it would be the game of the year without yeah. any doubt in my mind. Who do you have number two, though? Well, I have Ohio State and, yeah. of course, number one uh, because I, I'm not completely sold on Ohio State's physicality. They've not shown it. Uh, they did hire the guy from Oklahoma State, and uh, you got to think Ohio State's got talent on defense. You have to think that. And he did a tremendous job in Stillwater. You'd think he's going to go up there and, and make a difference, you'd think. They're loaded offensively. Their schedule's doable. They do have a couple of tricky games at Michigan State and at Penn State. They could lose, but, God, they killed Michigan State last year. And notice I don't have Penn State in the top 25. And I just I think it's – I just don't think Penn State's that good. Um, the Notre Dame game they could lose, but they're not going to. And I think they're better than Michigan, even though Michigan pounded them last year. So, what you got to watch on them, how well is their defense playing? You know, if their defense improves, I don't think anyone's going to beat them. So, I've got them at number two. And then number one, of course, Alabama. Let's talk about the Crimson Tide. Well, I mean, Alabama's Alabama. And like you said the other day on one of the shows, I think when we were doing over-unders, um, you said Alabama made a national championship game in a down year. Mm -hmm. And for them, and um, they, their quarterback is really good. You know, their schedule's a little tricky, a little bit. There's some tough games on there. Um, uh, they got, but the key is they got A and M at home. I think that's the best team they play, and it's at home. 
They could lose at Fayetteville. They could. If Arkansas is really good, they could beat them. Now mm-hmm. it can they go toe to toe with them for four quarters? Can Arkansas? I don't know. Uh, especially, let's say they go in there and Arkansas is undefeated, and they've got all of Alabama's attention. I don't. The only way I, I think Arkansas can beat them is if they've lost a game or something, and Alabama comes in there a little, you know, off. Some don't don't respect them enough. Yeah. Uh, so I got to go Tennessee, but I don't think Tennessee's defense is good enough. No, no chance. No, LSU. It's a tricky game down there, and we don't know about them. I've got them right on the outside of the top twenty-five. I don't think you can ever discount them. Mississippi is not going to beat Alabama. It ain't happening. Lane, you can pop your popcorn, eat your popcorn, whatever you want. You're going to get your ass beat. It's that simple. Yeah, you're not going to beat him. I think Lane's done a great job at Mississippi, and I think he, I, you know, I, I think, you know, he's right where he belongs, but he's not going to beat Alabama. And Texas isn't either. So I just don't think they're going to lose. I just don't. I think the game in Fayetteville is interesting, but I'm with you. I don't, I don't think Arkansas will, will be able to beat him. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess A&M is the toughest game, you know, and, and maybe Max Johnson can get some things done. But at the end of the day, I, I just don't see it. I think Alabama cruises on. Now they'll have to go win the SEC championship against the Georgia team, and we're assuming, and most likely, and that'll be tough. But once again, if you win all 12 games, even if you lose that Georgia game, it's not going to matter. You're going to be in the playoff. You're going to no. have a – shots so. and don't you think their quarterback is better than max Jones? yeah oh yeah i think i think bryce young is is the best quarterback in the country yeah. so they got it all and you know saban just does a hell of a job and he, he's got different coordinators it seems like every year and it doesn't matter you know he's just a he's it's taken me a long time to say this but he's a great coach and Truth Exposed is saying, hey, it's the defense that's going to be unbelievable this year. And let's remember that Alabama defense was not great last year. I think even Truth Exposed would admit that. Uh, they have a lot more points than they usually do. Yeah. Um, and I think ultimately that's what got him beat, you know. Um, so we'll see if that is improved. It probably doesn't have to be that much more improved to win the national championship. You know, they got to the national title with that defense last year. But if it is improved, that's just one more thing. Um, to put in their their cap. So yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I got Alabama number one as well. One quick question: You mentioned uh, an injury to Sam Hartman at Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. So, I have not been following this. I know he's injured. What what is the deal with him? I looked it up today before okay. he came on because I want to make sure uh, before I finished all this up that he was going to be out for a while. They're very mysterious about this. Maybe somebody on the chat knows it was an illness. Okay. An injury, non-football related something. Okay. It was some kind of a kind of a touchy situation. Uh, I did hear the co- they've never come out and said what it is, and uh, I heard the coach talk about it. it. Was a real tricky twelve hours time limit there. Whatever happened, and uh, he praised the doctors. And uh, anyway, he never they never did. The speculation was at one time it was cancer. And maybe they went in and removed a tumor or something. I don't know. Really? Yeah, it's been real hush hush as far from. And I I didn't dig into it very far. I just read a report. I just googled Sam Hartman and read a couple of articles. Yeah. And they had an interview uh, with the coach, 
and they never did. Uh, to my knowledge, they've never come out and said what it was. So uh, speculation I heard when it happened, what could be some sort of a cancer thing, and they were really worried about him. But it was a non-football-related situation. Well, they, that makes me sad. Uh, I I really, really like Sam Hartman a lot. Yeah. I enjoyed watching him last season. He was fantastic. Uh, and if you forgot, I'll read off his numbers here. He threw for 4,228 yards, yeah. 39 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. So, And had to um, score every time they had the ball. Yeah, they know. So we'll see yeah. what happens there. That fourth game of the year is Clemson. We'll know if he comes yeah. back. Yeah, coach did say. He did say that he will play this year, but they, at the interview that I saw, and again, I don't know how old that interview, I think it was 11 days ago. Mm-hmm. It was, they didn't know when he would be back, but he is not practicing or wasn't at that time. So, yeah, so even if he comes back, what kind that means, he knows. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a mystery. Well, that's no good. Uh, all right, let's move on to this weekend. It is week zero. We'll quickly go through. We're going to do three games here, uh, and we'll kick it off. You see, uh, we're not going to analyze Austin P in Western Kentucky. But <laughs> the first one that's interesting to me, Northwestern and Nebraska. This game's going to be played in Dublin, Ireland. Nebraska's a 13-point favorite. Last year, remember, on week zero, Nebraska was embarrassed against Illinois. What do you think? Does Nebraska win this game? Can they cover how do you pick this? I I, I don't know. Uh, Ricky and I were talking about this game uh, yesterday, and it said that well, the problem is the quarterbacks don't really know Helsinki. He's like, yeah, he might be okay for Northwestern. Casey Thompson, I don't really know what he is. At times he looked good for Texas. At times he didn't. I don't know. I think Texas had better skill people around him than Nebraska will. Yeah. That's been Nebraska's main problem. They haven't had to skill people around a shaky quarterback situation and it doesn't appear it's a whole lot better the other problem is their defense has not been what it has been in the past 13 seems like a lot to me i do know that northwestern is extremely well coached you gotta think nebraska has better talent than them i don't know the game being played in dublin just throws everything off for you know how will that affect teams (laughs) There's no way in hell I would agree to go to this game. I just no. would. I'd have told Northwestern, no, we're coming up there. Or we're not. We're not going. Yeah. But anyway, I looked for something to bet. If I was going to bet, I think I'd go the under fifty and a half in this game. If I was going to make a bet on it. Yeah, that's not too bad. Uh, I think this game is a Northwestern plus thirteen, or don't bet it. I think if you take Nebraska minus thirteen points in Dublin, Ireland. I think you got to be have a screw loose. Uh, I'm going to go Northwestern plus the 13. I think it's close. Um, I don't know what the money line is. I didn't look that up, but I would think about taking Northwestern straight up. I think they'll beat them. Uh, but I will definitely take Northwestern plus 13. In this okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. All right. Let's go. We're going to do a couple more here. I, I mentioned Illinois. They played uh, last year, and they beat Nebraska on this week zero. They're playing again this year. They take on Wyoming. They're a decent team. This game is in Illinois. Illinois is a 10-point favorite. What do you think of this one? Well, everything I've heard about Wyoming is they lost a ton of players through the transfer portal. Yeah. You wouldn't think, just off the top of your head, you wouldn't think they could get a lot of people to replace them to come to Laramie. No. No, you'd think they might be a little short this year. They are extremely well coached. So's Illinois, 10. 
Oh boy, can they beat anybody by 10? I don't know. 43 and a half is so over under. Illinois has offensive problems. I think I'm going to go under 43 and a half. So I think I'm going to do. Yeah, I think they will have some some trouble. Tommy DeVito coming in from Syracuse. We watched Syracuse a lot last year. He's awful. Listen, um, he's back in Illinois. Wyoming has a transfer from Utah State. Andrew Peasley, going to be honest, never heard of him. No. Um, I'll take Illinois minus 10. I'm not going to touch this game as far as actual bet. Like when you watch dudes who bet daily, this will not be my pick. <laughs> I've cautioned a lot of people on games like this, opening day, stay away from them. Yeah. You don't really know what these teams are yet. You have no idea on these yeah. kind of teams. Yeah. So, there's, there's a lot of question marks there. All right. We'll do the last one Vanderbilt and Hawaii. I think this is a little bit of an interesting one. Uh, anytime you go to Hawaii from the mainland, it is a little bit of a tricky challenge. Vanderbilt, obviously not a great team. Um, year two for their new coach. Vanderbilt's a six-and-a-half-point favorite here. What do you think of this one? I'm betting this one. Okay. I wouldn't bet Vanderbilt at Hawaii ever. I'm going to Hawaii. Uh, I think they win this game straight up. It, this game reminds me a lot of uh, last year. Uh, Vanderbilt went to Colorado State, and they won, but they only won by three. Colorado State wasn't very good. Here's the problem with Hawaii. Brand new coach, Timmy Chang, new coach at Hawaii, obviously a great quarterback there. They have hardly, like, any players that anybody's heard of as far as from last year. They're, they have, like, six back out of 22 total. I'm with you, though. I'm taking Hawaii plus the six and a half. I don't know that I will bet them outright to win the game. But I think it's going to be tight. Um I don't see Vanderbilt going on the road and beating anybody by by a touchdown. Okay, the over-under is 55. Okay. How in the world? I mean, that's way too high, don't you think? I mean, Vanderbilt can't score. I think it's high because I don't know what Hawaii really has. Uh, Phil still has Hawaii last in the West. Um, so they're obviously not thinking this team's very good, but what are you supposed to rank? They have four guys back on offense and two back on defense. So they had nobody back. Um, they have transferred from Washington state that I've never heard of as their quarterback. Right. I, I, I'm going more of against Vanderbilt. Than I am like on the Hawaii bandwagon here. Well, the other thing is now the magazine I've got, which is uh Lindy's, which is mm -hmm. another magazine. Uh, has them next to last in the uh, Mountain West, but the Mountain West is not bad. I think Matt Vanderbilt might be next to last in the Mountain West as well as the SEC. Well, here's who's in the Mountain West West Division: Fresno State. They're really good. They San are. Diego State. They're really good. San Jose State. They've been better. Yes. This is where the trouble is. UNLV. They've got fourth. Like they're not good. No. Uh, and then UNLV is bad in Hawaii. I. I don't know if Vanderbilt beats any of those teams by more than a touchdown. No. And it's in Hawaii. That's yeah. a long trip. You know there's distractions. I mean, if I took a, a shitty team like this over there, I'd at least try to let them have some fun. You know, uh, of course, this is a game, you know, they're really focused on because they know they can win it. But I just think there's a lot of distractions, and I think it's worth betting against Vanderbilt in this one.
I wouldn't bet a bunch, but I think it's worth it. Vanderbilt in the opener last year lost to East Tennessee State 23-3. There you go. That was an impressive performance. They did go beat Colorado State 24-21. Um, and then basically had no – well, they beat Connecticut, the one of the worst teams. Yeah. They didn't win another game. No, they beat Connecticut. Well, that's like playing nobody. So Right. Yeah, Hawaii's better than Connecticut. They only beat Connecticut by two. I'm with you. I, well, I'm not going to bet Hawaii outright. I'm going to bet them plus the six and a half. In that one, so. And I like the over-under, too. I'd go under 55. Yeah, it seems like that's, that's going to go under. I agree. I totally agree. Hawaii has scored a lot of points. I think that's why it's 55. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. All right. That's it for week one. Uh, excuse me, week, week zero. zero. Um, that's it for our show this week. We will be back next week. We'll have one show next week, and then we'll start our two-show rotation starting the next week after Travers and after Saratoga has ended. So um, any closing thoughts? We ran a little long, but that was a good show. Any closing thoughts? Uh, no. When are you leaving for the Travers? Leave for the Travers Thursday uh, afternoon. Okay. Uh, we'll get in Thursday night and then come back Sunday morning. All right. So, yeah, well, be a lot going on there. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, is Jackie going to run up there? Jackie's going to run in the forego on Saturday. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it'll probably uh, be one to five. So, Traverse Day, you have what, six stakes races? or is it? Yep. Yeah. So, there are they back to back to back to back to back? I would say Jackie's Warriors race will be early in the card because he'll be a single, so he'll get that one out of the way, and then they'll do five in a row. Yeah, oh, big day then, huge yep. day. Ending at the Travers, yes, we will see you, Sylvain, on Saturday as well. Jared will be there this time. Heather's coming. Um, no, Vinny will be there. The, the, the whole gang will be there. So yeah, is uh, Samich going? Samich is home. He's not going to go to this one. Not going to um, go. He 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 went home. He's not coming back. Um, are you going to make the Saturday Doo Bet show? I think I'll be on every Doo Bet except for Sunday because I think I'll be on an airplane Sunday. Okay. During it. The other ones I think I'll be on Saturdays. Yeah, I mean, live from the track, probably Saturday. Um, be there. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Doo Bet show is a lot of fun, folks, if you haven't seen it. Uh, it, it it's fun. It's, it's quick and it's fun. It's fun and it's been very profitable, uh, especially after the first week. First week we did not do well, kind of getting our feet wet. After that, we've had a winning week almost every week, I think except for one. Like I said, eleven and five last week, up ten units. Uh, Papa Dude went four and one. Samich and I went three and two, but we gave out a couple of five to two shots on horses. And Magic goes two and zero. Oh. Both of his CFL bets hit. So a big, big week. Uh, and like I said, we've had about four weeks in a row where it's been really good. So. Yep. Yep. Hope to keep it up again this week. And football's coming, and that'll make it even more fun. I'm almost not excited because we're doing so well with the baseball and CFL. So baseball is tenuous. That comes and goes, and we're kind of on a little bit of a roll, and that could fall off the table anytime. So that's definitely true. Baseball, you can go. I mention uh, is we are. I don't know how this works on the website or not, but we are on fire with the smaller tracks. Right. We are cleaning up. And again, that comes and goes too. Yeah. But we hit a real roll on Saturday and Sunday uh, last weekend. Saturday yeah. and Sunday uh, in general on the website was very, very good. Yeah. Um, Saratoga did really, really well Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things are rolling on the website. Let's keep it going through Travers Week. Uh, you guys were great in the Whitney. 
up there, cashed in big time. Let's hope we can do it again. Yeah, hopefully the Travers guy does well, uh, as well as the Whitney guy. That was uh, a magical day up at Saratoga. I've had many, many really good days. That was one of the best ever. So hopefully we can do it again for Travers. You bet. You and, bet. Uh, we'll see. So, all right, guys, we're going to get right. out of here. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Stay tuned to the channel. We'll have a ton of shit, no doubt about it, coming up on the Travers. Uh, tell you what, by the time we get here on Sunday, I'll be very tired. So thanks yep. for watching, and we'll see you for this show next week. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first.